Hey, hey, fire starters, welcome back. I'm excited. We have another amazing guest episode for you today. And she and I just talk about all the things. I got to sit down with my friend Evie McLeod, formerly known as Evelyn Grace. And we really did talk about all the things. Evie is a serial entrepreneur, a business educator, a marketing guru, and a destination elopement photographer. She's the founder and CEO of Evie Swim, Evelyn Grace Photos, and the co-founder of The Heart University. She also co-hosts the Heart and Hustle podcast, which is a top-rated business podcast for creative entrepreneurs. Needless to say, she's very multi-passionate and she does all the things. So I got to sit down with her and talk about what it's like to run multiple brands and businesses and how she's balancing all of that. And then we got into a great conversation about how to actually make friends as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as an adult, and what that really looks like and how you can do it too, and really put yourself in the middle of an incredible community who supports you and uplifts you and empowers you when you need it most, because Evie is an absolutely incredible leader and community builder. And I just got to ask her how she's done that for herself so that you guys can do it too. So it was an incredible conversation, one that I know you're going to love and probably want to listen back to. So let's go ahead and dive in with Evie. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, the place to be if you're an audacious, dreaming woman ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations, and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo, and together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hey, want to know a secret? We've got a good one for you. Females on fire is going live and in person with our first ever females on fire conference. And we want you to join us. Come join us in Dallas, Texas, August 10th through the 12th of 2023 for our first ever conference that is going to take your business and your personal growth to the next level. This is not your mama's business conference, and we want you there. We're going to bring together 300 women in a room that is going to feel like the fun and friendship and high vibe energy of your slumber party days, but we're going to do it with the business tips, the marketing strategies, the action steps, and all of the tools you need to step into your higher self. We're going to bring together the best speakers in the industry, tons of fun surprises. And of course, we couldn't have a conference without a dance party. Like I said, not your mama's business conference, a full day of business, a full day of personal growth, learning from the best mentors and meeting all the right people to grow your network and help you step into that higher version of yourself and higher version of your business that you've maybe been dreaming of for a while. That is what the females on fire conference is all about. And we wanted to make it affordable and easy and just a simple yes for you. So come join us. 
Tickets are on sale right now. They are the early bird pricing that you will never see again. And with tons of fun bonuses that you're going to want to grab. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com and join us in Dallas next August for the conference that I guarantee is going to change your business and change your life. Hi, Evie. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. I am so excited. I just love your energy and (laughs) radiate positivity. So I am super pumped to get to talk to you about anything and everything today. But before we get into all the good stuff and, and all the long tangents and stories, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and your business, how you got into entrepreneurship and what that journey has looked like? Yes. Um, my name is Evie McLeod, formerly known as Evelyn Grace or Evie Rep. Uh, I have multiple names in business, which you would think as a marketing lover, I would never have gotten myself in that position, but somehow I did. Um, I am a wife and a Jesus loving girl. Um, I do a lot of things, but first and foremost, I am a daughter of God and a wife to my incredible husband, Landon. Um, but I also am a destination wedding and elopement photographer. I am a business coach and business educator in the marketing entrepreneur space. Uh, I have my own, uh, swimsuit company, sustainable swimsuit line, and my husband and I have a couple other passive revenue streams as well on like the back end that I don't talk about publicly. Um, so I do a lot of different things that what you would call probably a multi-passionate woman, but for first and foremost, I just love, uh, business and entrepreneurship and everything that comes with it and building a life and a legacy with what I do and being able to live a life that I want to live without anyone else telling me when I need to be in office or anything like that. So a little short snippet of my story, and I'm happy to go into depth on anything if you want. Yeah, no, I love this so much. And I, you're just naming things and I'm like, oh, this is my girl. Like (laughs) I love anybody who's like, yeah, I'm super multi-passionate and it's working and it's awesome because I think we get kind of in our own heads a little bit from society and stuff too, but a lot of it's in our own heads of we're like, okay, I, I don't know how to make multiple things work and I want to do all these different things, but I don't know how to make it happen. Yeah. And so every time we have a guest that's like, oh, I have this business and this brand and I do this and I do this. And even just mentioning, like, I have multiple streams of income. It's like, it just gets you so excited because it's like, yeah. that's what's possible, right? That's yeah. what you can do. So I I definitely want to get into that of how you manage all of these different things and what, how do you decide? Like when you, you feel that tug in your heart, you're like, ah, this could be fun. Like for those people that are listening to this and they're like, oh, well I have a business, but I want to start a second business or I have this hobby that could make money or people are always telling me to get more streams of income, but I, I don't know how to not take focus off the business while I do that. How do you decide like when something is an endeavor that you want to get into and then how do you manage all of that? Yeah. Oh, that's a loaded question. I love it. Let's dive (laughs) in. Um, so first and foremost, I feel like when, when people hear that I have multiple companies and multiple streams of income and, you know, different things, um, I think it's very easy to look at that and be like, Oh, Evie's always had, you know, five different businesses or different streams of income or whatever. It's not the case. You know, I've been, <laughs> I've been working on my entrepreneurial journey and all of these different companies for, you know, six, seven years in, in total altogether. 
Um, and each one started successively after the other. So I started my destination wedding photography business first, built and scaled that to, uh, you know, a super stable and successful place. And then I began to get into education and then started a new company with my best friend in education. Um, and that, you know, so it kind of like progressed from there. And then once that company was up and running and successful for a couple of years, I began thinking about the swimsuit company and took a couple of years to develop that and then launch that. So things happened in a, in an order, not all at once. And I think that's one of the biggest things for multi-passionate women and very visionary, like dreaming people. It's very easy for us to get a million ideas at once. I have a million and one ideas in my head right now, future business (laughs) ideas. And I'm sure Haley, you can relate to that sitting there. You're probably like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) We, We all have ideas running through our head, but the biggest thing that I've learned that I teach and that I want your listeners to walk away with today is one thing at a time get one thing to a place where it is stable. You feel pretty secure in it. You have some systems in place. You have maybe like one or two people kind of helping you out. If it's that type of business, whether it's, you know, an intern or an assistant helping you package orders, if you're a product shop or, um, you know, an associate shooter, if you're a photographer or an an assistant, a virtual assistant, if you have no desire for admin tasks, somebody and something to help take some stuff off your plate. Because the reality is I do none of this alone. Like every business of mine has at least one to five people like helping me out in one way or another. Um, so that's the first thing that I would say is when you're beginning to think of another idea, make sure that your current one is in a pretty, uh, stable and you feel confident at the position it's in. Even if you're not maybe like, I have reached the ceiling and I have done all I can. And I I'm perfectly successful. I feel like there's always room to grow and always more to do, but making sure you're in a place where you have that capacity and stability in your current business to be able to turn your attention to something else, because everything requires effort and energy up front. And that's the other thing I want to say. I, I feel like a lot of us are talking lately about passive revenue streams, which is amazing. I feel like COVID and the whole pandemic and everything really brought up a lot of these conversations in the entrepreneur space, which is so good. And I think it's so important that we have these, but I almost think there's this misunderstanding of passive revenue streams where entrepreneurs can be like, oh, it's always passive. And it starts out without (laughs) any effort. That is not the case. It is passive revenue streams require upfront investment of time, money, or both. Um, some of them require less. It doesn't take you, you know, two plus years to build a business or, you know, whatever, especially if you're doing more of the investment route or something, but it still takes an upfront investment of time, money, or both. Um, so that's the only other thing that I would say is, is if listening to me, you're like, well, I could do at least two more. And if they're passive, they won't take my time. And I could dive into just be aware that it's not always this easy click of a button and everything suddenly in place and requires nothing of you up front. So then I would circle back to my statement of just make sure your current business, if you're wanting to keep it running or, or cruising, you know, is that a place where you have enough gas in the tank or whatever to press cru- cruise control on that for a bit and let it just be doing its thing. So yes. I don't know if you have thoughts on that as well. How I love that that came totally full circle. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. We could probably get into the passive income conversation and spend the entire episode on that alone, yeah. because I totally agree with you. I think 
we get really caught up in that. And I'm, I made this mistake the first time ever that I ever heard about passive income and people were like, oh, you should create courses, right? That was, that was where it was. It was like, you should create yeah. courses. It's so easy. They sell on their own. No, they do not. They absolutely <laughs> sell on their own. They that do not. A, that is a lie. That is such <laughs> a lie. Um, well, that's true. It's so true because I, not only is it that upfront part that you're talking about, you know, now you've got to record the course and like map it out and make the workbooks and do all of this stuff. And maybe it's costing you, you know, a money monetary investment too, but there, it involves upkeep. Like, yeah, you make a course about Instagram and Instagram changes tomorrow. Now you've got to go update the course at some point. Right. And you've got students emailing you. They're like, I can't find my password. Like, that takes a lot of time and yeah. not to say that you shouldn't do that, but absolutely yeah. you on that, that just making sure that you actually have the capacity both financially and from a time perspective, yeah. to just take on new projects. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm a big believer. Like if you're going to launch a course or try something new, like do it in your off season, like whatever that, yeah. whether it's over Christmas break or like whatever that looks like for you whatever your off season is, that's when you do that. Right. Because that's when you actually have a little bit of time freed up and hopefully you've like saved up financially for that Mm -hmm. and you're good to go. But, um, no, I, I totally agree with you. (laughs) I love it. I feel like it's good conversations that the entrepreneur space is having because passive revenue streams or even just multiple revenue streams and thinking through that, I think is so important for entrepreneurs to think of. And, and I really love that these conversations, I think are starting to really come up more in the creative entrepreneur space. And I think that's so powerful, but anytime anyone asks me about it or whatever, I'm like, just be aware. It's not always (laughs) just, you know, (laughs) it's worth it. I highly encourage it, but you know, I never want somebody in their first year of business, you know, really trying to get the momentum and, and the ever the growth in their current company to suddenly drop that in yep. pursuit of other revenue streams and realize that everything is kind of falling apart at that point. So Absolutely. one at a time is my, my anthem for people. <laughs> yeah. And I would even, I don't know, I would go as far as to say, like, once you've got it in a stable place, like your current business, give it like a little time to like double yeah. check that it's stable. You know what yeah, I mean? Cause like, I feel like sometimes we're like, Ooh, this is stable. You know, I hit my six figures or I'm making whatever and I'm good now. Like I, I can go do this other thing. And then it's like, okay, but I haven't gone through a slow season yet, or I haven't yeah. gone through an off season yet, or I haven't had a client drop on me yet or something like that. And so yeah. then all of a sudden you go pursue the other thing that happens and you're like, wait, this wasn't as stable as I thought yeah. it was. So I would even say, and we just did an episode on that recently where I just, one of my fire Fridays where I talked about like, sometimes it, it doesn't take another investment. Sometimes it doesn't take, um, you know, another coach I'm, I'm all about coaches and mentorship and getting into the right rooms. And I'll preach that like till I die because that (laughs) has changed my business. Yeah. But sometimes it's not, that's not what you need. You just need to give it time and just make sure that you've got all the systems in place and you've got the team in place. And I'm so glad you mentioned that too, because I think so many people that run really successful businesses or or run multiple businesses or whatever that have teams, I don't want to say they're like trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. Cause I don't think that's it, but I just think that piece of it of, Hey, by the way, I have a whole team helping me doesn't come up as much as I think it should. 
Yeah. So I love that you kind of led with that. You were like, Hey, just so you know, <laughs> I am not over here running this by myself. Yes. That, that really, that makes a big difference. And I think, I think a lot of new entrepreneurs, like look at, you know, women like you who are running all of these incredible things. And they're like, well, she's doing it. What's wrong with me that I can't yeah. do it. And they don't see all the people on the back end that are helping you. And that's yeah. so important. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's very easy for, uh, female founders who just founders in general, who have gotten to maybe a place where they have like multiple companies, multiple teams or whatever. I think they almost assume that people know that, that, you know, from their perspective in their heads, they're like, of course I'm not doing this alone, but I almost think it's because I coach and podcast and, and teach a lot of entrepreneurs of all walks that I've learned to be like, I don't do this alone. Like it is not just me. <laughs> Let me just clarify that. thing to say though. I, yeah. I love that. And I'm the same way. I'm very like, I just, I want you to know every, like, I want you to know yeah. all the details that yeah, got absolutely. me here, that are keeping me here, that are moving me forward. And so I'm that way, but I think you're right. I don't think it's like a, you know, I, I don't think it's a shady thing. Like I don't no. think people are trying not to tell you they don't have a team. It's like you said, it's just like, duh, of course I yeah. have a team. Like, why would you think I did it? But as a new entrepreneur, I mean, I don't know if you remember that feeling. I'm sure you do, but I do like yeah. just sitting there thinking, what is wrong with me? That why do I not have all this time? Why yeah. does it take me so long to do a blog post or an Instagram post or what? Yeah. Right? Like you're just constantly- you're like, man, she's cranking out. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're just looking at the list and little do you realize there's like four people behind the scenes helping her yes. do all that stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, everybody. It, I, it, I'm always amazed, like just sitting in these rooms, listening to people ask mentors, like, what's your secret? And I'm sitting there thinking their secret is they hired five people. Like, what yeah. What are you asking them? Their secret is they found five people to hire. Go find five people to hire. Yeah. That's the secret. True. Your team is a secret weapon. That is true. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I want to, I want to circle back to something that you said, because it kind of shifting gears a little bit, if you're okay with that, yeah, but absolutely. Um, I, I found it kind of something I wanted to touch on because I think it's interesting. You mentioned starting a business with your best friend an education yeah. business uh, the heart university. Yes. Um, and you guys recently put on the heart conference, which is where I got to hug you in person. Yes. It was so fun. It was the best. It was the best. <laughs> it was absolutely the best. Um, but I, I want to kind of talk about that for a second because I don't even know how to phrase my question. I want to ask you, what has that looked like for you? Maybe not just with your best friend, Lindsay, but just with women in general in the entrepreneurship space, how are you making such incredible friendships? Because Aww. I know I hear constantly like the, the question, my best friend, we met because of business Yeah, and I adore her. She shows yeah. up in my business all the time. Everybody knows she's my best friend. And we're constantly getting this question of like, how did you meet? Like, how do you, how do you like maintain that friendship when you're not even like in the same state yeah. and how are you meeting all these people? And especially like with females on fire, I just get that question a lot of like, how are you finding these women? Yeah. And I think entrepreneurs in general, for sure, people in general, for sure, but especially women, I think we just have a harder time because a lot of us are working from home. We're yeah. working solo, or we've got like a small remote team or something. It's hard to make friends as yeah. an adult. Right. And as a yeah. woman. So what does that look like for you? And what is maybe your maybe advice or a tip yeah. that you can give 
for the women listening who are like, I want that so bad, but I, I literally don't know where to find it. Yes. Uh, such a good question. I, I feel like I was actually talking, we had, um, like a, a female faith-based friend group, entrepreneur friend group. Um, cool. there's a lot of, a lot of us that are good friends with each other. And we started doing these like happy hour zoom calls recently, like every other month. Awesome. And we had one yesterday. Um, and we were actually talking about this on there because we were discussing, you know, introducing some of the girls who didn't know each other and whatnot. And they were like, Oh, how do you know? So-and-so how do you know, Evie? How do you know, Lindsay? And uh, we were all discussing, we were like, oh, I know so-and-so through Instagram, so-and-so through Instagram, like Instagram, Instagram. It was like this, this list. And we were all like, man, this app is so powerful. So that's one of the first things that I would say a lot of my closest female entrepreneur, like best friends in business I've known or found through the Instagram app and do not take the fact that it's virtual lightly or brush it aside and be like, Oh, you know, I really want a friend in person. Those people can become friends in person. Let me tell you. (laughs) Um, but Instagram really is such a powerful tool, but I think it requires, uh, an upfront investment from people wanting to look for friends. You can't just sit in the back burner and, you know, look at Haley and be like, man, I'd really love to be friends with Haley. Like she's so cool. And I would love to connect and, and you do nothing, you comment, nothing, you DM her, nothing. You know, it's one of those things where if you are actually interested in that person connecting with them in some way, even if maybe it doesn't become besties for the resties and, you know, <laughs> FaceTiming every other night, like oh my God, maybe it's just that. a point where <laughs> That's my phrase. Maybe. I love that you said that. Besties for the resties. Yes. I love that. I feel like I don't actually say that too often. So maybe that was just for you, Haley. It was just for me. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> oh, well, either way, whether you're going to be the besties or maybe you're just Instagram, you know, friends or acquaintances who DM and, and comment on occasion, either way, it's worth taking that step out and, and worth that two seconds it'll take to comment on their post or, you know, the one minute it'll take to send them like a heartfelt DM replying to one of their stories with your own story or whatever. Um, do not be afraid to reach out. That's the number one thing. I think that's how Lindsay and I met. We met on Instagram. So my current business partner and business bestie, we met on Instagram like eight or nine years ago before either one of us were (laughs) full entrepreneurs. We were kind of tinkering around with cameras. Like that was it. Um, I've met so many of my friends through that. So don't, neglect the Instagram app and do not just be a a ghost follower who just sits on the back burner thinking, Oh, well, I'd really love to connect with this person. Like start sending them messages, start commenting on their, on their stuff, really connect with them. And then, you know, if you two get into a mutual place where you're commenting back and forth and sending each other DMS, do not hesitate to reach out and be like, do you want to hop on a zoom call or FaceTime or, you know, Hey, if you're ever in my area would love to host you come stay, you know, let's, let's take a trip together, whatever, suggest the next step. There are a lot of entrepreneurial women who are looking for friendships. All of us are, I mean, it's, it's a fun space to have really good people around you. And I think every single one of us is continually on the lookout for good people and good core community. So don't hesitate to put out that offer, to invite them over, to ask for a FaceTime. Um, and then as far as maintaining relationships, well, actually one more thing, don't be afraid to look into local Facebook groups to ask, um, if there's like a co-working space, don't hesitate to sign up for like a month or two of membership. Even if you're like, I actually love my home office. 
don't be afraid to go there and like, yep. you know, connect with people go to, I think, uh, the rising tide society still does their Tuesdays together. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. go to groups like that, you know, in person, don't be afraid to go to local groups, local meetups. If there's, if you're a photographer and there's a content shoot or a shootout or something happening around you, maybe you're like, ah, content would be nice, but connection would be even nicer. Sign up, go like think through the eyes of how can I get myself in the room, whether it's a virtual room or an actual in-person room, take the steps necessary to get in that room and then maintaining the relationships. I think, especially the virtual ones, just setting aside time for it and, you know, being willing to set aside zoom call time or FaceTime time or texting them or using, I know friends who like mainly connect via Voxer and they just chat back and forth voice messages. I do that primarily via like text. Cause I don't want one yeah. more app on my phone. I've tried Voxer like four times and it's just one more app to check and I cannot do it. So <laughs> my friends and I all like voice text back and forth. And, um, I, you know, I'll get a call from a friend randomly. While I'm cooking dinner. I'll just answer prop up FaceTime and just be sitting there like chatting with them. Like it's the same thing you would do with any of your other friends, any of your family, just carving out time and being willing to be intentional to pursue that relationship and allow space for that in your life. Cause it truly is so life-changing. I love that so much. And I love that you're saying that too, cause I'm sitting here thinking like my best friend and I, like it's whatever app we're closest to at the time yeah. for us, <laughs> because like, sometimes we text, sometimes it's boxer. Cause we both just have that for coaching clients anyway. Sometimes there's an email, like the occasional email. Sometimes it's Instagram DMS. It's just like, whatever we're on, it's like, I need to tell you this right now. And it will take long to switch apps. So that's us. It's just, but I'm like you, I'm like, just text me. Like if, if we're friends, if we're close, if you're a client, don't text me, but (laughs) if we're friends and we're close, like just text me voice note me. That's I'm the same way. I love, I love those friendships. Yeah. I love what that turns into too. And I think I love that you said like, take action on it because I think that's the part that gets everybody stuck is it's like, oh, well, I want to, I want to send her a message. I want to send her a DM, but I don't want to sound like weird or creepy. Yeah. I don't want to like sound fangirly like fangirly or like yeah, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. And I literally, I got to interview someone a couple of weeks ago who is like a massive mentor of mine. And I don't even know if she knows that she's a massive mentor of mine um, because I've never like been in one of her programs, but I've been following her for years. I've learned so much from this woman and I literally could not help myself. I got (laughs) on the interview and we haven't hit record yet. And I'm like, I'm kind of fangirling right now. And I, it just like fell out of my mouth. And I'm like, cause I have, I have no filter when it comes to this stuff. I'm like, yeah, so stupid. I don't even care. It's fine. And she just, she busted out laughing. She was like, I love it so much. She's like, I'm just a person. So thanks. But, <laughs> but I love, I love that you said it. It's hilarious. And I'm like, I'm probably going to say it again, like before we're done, just so you know. Yeah. Like, and, but I think that's, we ended up having an incredible conversation after that interview. And yeah. now we're going to collaborate on some other things. And I don't want to say it's because I was just like awkward. and like, I'm fangirl. Yeah. Like, I love you. Let's be friends. Like, I don't want to say that's why, but I do think that sort of levels your playing field a little, Yeah. because if you come in and you're like, hi, um, you don't know me, but I've been following you for years and I, I don't want to take up any of your time, but I just like wanted to say hi. And you've yeah. meant so much to me. Like you didn't level the playing field. They're going to kind of be like, okay, thanks. Hi. I'm glad that you're here. 
Yeah. yeah. But like, they don't know what to say back to that. So it's yeah. like, take the action, like say the thing that you maybe think you shouldn't like, yeah. Say the thing that you think makes you sound awkward. Um, yeah. and just like, go for it because that's how most of my like best friendships were born. Yeah. And I also think like, don't negate the opportunity of like, you don't know who she knows. Yeah. So some of my closest, like biz besties are, are friends simply because they, I got introduced to them through someone else. Yeah. So, you know, don't underestimate the power of being like, Hey, I, I just wanted to talk to you about this. And then having them go, Oh, I, I learned all of that from her. Let me introduce you to her because that yeah, absolutely all the time. It's true. That's why, I mean, I think that's why community is so powerful. Not only is it that one person that you get to connect with and be friends with and support and they support you and pour into and they pour into you and all of that. But it's also like you said, that, that networking and that opportunity of, Oh, I know so-and-so who could help you with blank or you and -and so-and-so would really connect, you know, and that ongoing power, especially with like healthy, powerful, like females is just so wonderful that that community and that support and just pouring into each other, supporting each other is, is, uh, life-changing. I love it. (laughs) I know. Right. I know. And I always talk about the power of getting in the room, but I think people hear that and they think like, oh, I need to go spend thousands of dollars on a mastermind or get in a program or, um, you know, whatever, go to a conference, which all of those are amazing. Right. We we love conferences, right? Yes, we do. (laughs) We love them. They're the best, but, and you'll meet so many friends there and that's awesome. But if like, you're not in a space to do that, if you can't afford to get into those types of rooms, like an Instagram DM is a room. It is a clubhouse room is a room. A Facebook group is a room. Like there's an opportunity there for you to find people and you just have to like be willing to do the scary thing and reach out and ask questions and try to get to know them. Like you were saying, and I love that you mentioned making it really intentional because, um, one of the rooms that I've gotten in recently, our little friend group in one of the programs that I'm in, um, I don't even know how this came up, but we coined a term. I guess I coined a term and now they're all using it, but we coined a term, uh, a couple of weeks ago about intentional audacity. Oh, so just like really setting the intention of like, I want to get to know this person or I want to do this thing, but then yeah. being incredibly audacious about the way you go about it. And like yeah. not even being afraid or timid to reach out and to ask those questions. And that term has kept coming up for me for weeks now of just that's like so good. that intentional audacity to go out and do the thing. Right. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about here is yeah. if you want to be friends with somebody, if you want to have friends in entrepreneurship, you've got to go out and make that happen. And then realizing that they're not all going to look the same. Yeah. So some people may, like you said, end up being your best friends. You end up meeting in person all the time and you're huggers and you just like, <laughs> give each other all the details of your life. And some friends are going to be more like, we like each other's content all the time and comment on every post and we DM each other, but it's mostly always about business. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with either friendship. They're just different. Yeah. Absolutely. Learn to embrace that. You open yourself up to so many different women and so many different types of friends, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think you need all different types of friendships and it's so yeah. powerful that we have the access to it. Now we just have to take the step 
to get ourselves, like you said, in the room and, and connect and build those connections. So I love that you're talking about this because it's so important. I'm a big yes. fan. <laughs> yes. I don't even know that this was what was on my mind today, but as soon as you brought up, I run a business with my best friend. I was like, this is where we need to go. Like, I love it. To, this is what needs to be said. So I, I, I think that. it's so important because I think so many people are looking for that. Yeah. And I think, you know, entrepreneurship can be so lonely. I know mm-hmm. that's why I started Females on Fire. We've been going for yeah. four years at this point. And it was literally just born out of like sitting here in my office by myself. It's not really fun at the end of the day. Like you need yeah. other people. And I think we always hear like, you're not meant to do life alone. And it's gotten where it almost sounds a little bit cliche because it said so yeah. much, but it's, it's really true. And absolutely. You no, know, I, I think at the end of the day, you go so much farther, so much faster. Yes. When you have those people that are willing to connect you, support you pick you up when you have a failed launch or like whatever. Um, so I do think that's so important. I think so many people are craving that, but not Mm -hmm. enough people are talking about it and what it really looks like. I love it. I love that. We're talking about it. It's like (laughs) my biggest thing is just take action. Like you said, you know, intentional audacity, just, you can't sit around hoping that those people will come to you and hoping that that best friend's going to drop out of the sky. You have to be intentional to, you know, and maybe she will, but you also have to be intentional to, to kind of take action with it. Even if she does drop out of the sky, yeah, you, know, like, you still have to love on that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. So, so we didn't get into like a whole lot of technical business tips today. So, but I love this conversation so much. I think it was so yes. needed, but I want to just ask you, like, what is your, like, if you had one tip for our listeners, this is kind of like a weird question. Cause you could say so many things. <laughs> Um, so I'm sorry in advance. Uh, but if you had like one tip of like, okay, this is the action you should go out and take today. If you really want to start growing and scaling and getting to that sustainable place and having friends, what is that action? Like, what would you recommend that they look for? Or what would you recommend that they do? Cause I, I, I just think like we say, sit around a lot and we're like, take action, take action. But I know when I was hearing that, I was like, but what is the action? What action? I literally don't know what to do. And I, I never want our listeners to feel like we left them frozen in fear, you know, of like, I don't know what the next step is. So what would you recommend? And obviously there could be so many things, but if you you had to give one thing, what would you say? I feel like it's a, it's a combination of like two things, if that's okay. I'm going to break okay. it. Yeah. Um, I put you on the spot. So please. I love it. Well, I want to almost like touch on that connection and that, you know, building relationship where like, go out there. I just want to sit on that for a second and say things to look for. Cause you mentioned that mm, I would yeah. look for values, character, and like vision, all those things are, I think are super important. They don't always all have to be there and they don't have to be perfectly mirroring yours. But when I'm looking for women that I want in my corner, I'm looking for women who understand my values and what's important to me. So when I'm going to them for business advice or, you know, I'm going to them and sharing, you know, this decision I'm trying to make or anything like that, they understand what worldview and what perspective I'm viewing that decision through. I love having differing opinions. I love having other people who think differently, but at the end of the day, you know, if they're, if they're working towards something way over in left field and I'm working towards something way over in right field. And I go to them and think, Hey, you know, will, which path should I take? Should I turn left or right? 
and they tell me, oh, go hard left. And it's, it's very unaligned with what I actually want. Um, you can have those friendships. I'm not saying you cannot, I have diversity in all my different friendships and they're all powerful, but that is something to pay attention to and to be aware of, do they understand where I'm coming from? Do they understand my values? Do they understand what I'm working towards? Um, so that's one thing character. I feel like that's across the board. Like you want a healthy, powerful woman who has good character, who's going to tell you the truth, who's going to be honest, who is, you know, not going to gossip or backstab or, you know, be competitive in a unhealthy way. Like anything like that. You want a very healthy woman of good character in your corner. That is a non-negotiable different perspectives. (laughs) Those can, those can be all over the board. If you want different goals, different, you know, whatnot, but character that is not a go if somebody does not have like a healthy character I'm like we can no, be <laughs> just an acquaintances like <laughs> I will say hi when we pass on the street that's about it because um, your community can make or break you so that's the one thing I would say don't be afraid to look for those things and if you know those people and you're as you're listening to this and this episode and whatnot you're thinking oh so and so like she's really popping up into my head jane is really coming to my mind sally is really coming to my mind i love following them they're i feel like their values their character their goals they all feel very aligned i feel like we'd come together we'd we'd connect really well next step i would tell you is go start commenting and dming being very transparent and um not necessarily the first dm in their inbox is going to be hi i really think like your character and like <laughs> you know values align and i would love to become besties like what yeah. do you think about a facetime date maybe your first dm <laughs> isn't that maybe your first dm is just responding to one of their stories and that you connect to or relate to and you say like i love this i recently had x happen to me as well question for you what did you do when you know your toddler threw up all over you know whatever that yeah. is and be like i am going through a sleep regression too with my toddler and i really need help you know whatever it's something that you connect to don't be afraid to start sending them dms and sending them comments and be just real about it don't be like spammy don't try to be you know i would really love to hang out first dm don't start you know just Harding every single one of their stories. Like, yeah, <laughs> just start being like, a, act as if they almost are already your friend and just be real and be yourself. And it probably, I would say, keep that up for several weeks. And they're going to start to notice and be like, who is this person? If they don't already know who you are. And if they do, right. they're like, oh, Haley's starting to DM me a bunch. Man, I have really liked her. We should, let me go comment on some of her stuff. And then next thing you know, you're going to be on a FaceTime. So yep. just take that action, start sending those DMs. Um, do not worry about whether or not they ever see them. If they're, you know, maybe have a slightly bigger following and you're not sure if they check all of their DMS or anything like that. Don't worry about it. Just start sending them DMS, sending them comments. I guarantee they're probably going to start noticing. And if they don't, that's okay. No harm, no foul. You've sent some heartfelt messages and start looking at Sally instead of Jane, you know, whatever that is. (laughs) Start taking the action. That's, That's the one thing I would say. I love it. I love how you broke that down so much. And I'm, I'm just sitting here like, yeah. If I got a message that was like, we should be best friends. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are you again? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I love that so much because I think there's so much, there's just, we've said this already, but there's so much power in that. And I think, yeah. I don't think there's anything that will grow your business faster Absolutely. than building a community of other women or other entrepreneurs around you who yeah are going to elevate you who are going to, I had a mentor years ago that told me, um, run around with people who will speak your name in rooms that you're not in. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that stuck with me so hard because it was like, who are those people who will love on you? Who will, like you said, be in alignment with you. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm like, absolutely. The different perspectives and stuff is amazing when you need like a lot of ideas or you need, um, you know, like you're just trying to get a lot of different opinions yeah. or get research or whatever. That's great. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to make a big decision and you're trying yeah. to lean into your friend group or your community, you want that alignment. You want yes. those core values. So, or at least people who understand it, you know, yeah, they don't kidding. necessarily, yes. they don't maybe have to be like making the same life, you know, maybe yep. you're in a season where you're trying to build your business so that you can have kids, but they're in a season where they're 20 years older and their kids are in high school. And so they're making decisions differently, but they understand it. They understand exactly. where you're coming from yeah. and they're, they're going to approach those conversations aware of your values and aware of yep. what matters to you and what you're working towards. That's the game changer. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love I that. Love I agree it. with that so much. I, so oh, I could keep you here all day. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I say that on like every episode. I feel like I'm always like, this is so good. I just want to sit here and pick your brain all day I long. Love it. Um, I love it. This conversation has been amazing. I think it's so needed. Um, just, you know, especially nowadays in entrepreneurship, I just think it's, it's such a necessary conversation that's not being had enough. So yeah. I just want to say thank you to you for just being so like transparent about how your business has gone and how you're making these friends and how you're doing all the things that you're doing. Um, cause you can tell you just, you have a heart for people and yeah. that's why I was so drawn to you. I was like, she has to come on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I love I, it. I absolutely adore you for that because oh. it shows a lot. And I, I think that is a quality of a real leader. And that is a quality of somebody who really is a community builder. And I think a lot of us want to be that, but we don't really know how to lean into that. And yeah. you're just a great example of that. So now oh, I'm fangirling. I was like, I'm about to start crying, but it's fine. I'm like, hold it don't cry yet. We have to close out the show. Um, hold it together. Hold it together. Um, okay. This has been amazing, but we do always close out with the rapid fire round. So yes, let's go. I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions. They're just for oh. fun. Uh, but are you ready? Yes. All right. What is one thing that you do every single day that just makes you feel alive and on fire? Oh, okay. Uh, not everyone's going to agree with this. Not everyone. And I totally understand that. But uh, my, for me personally, my time with the Lord in scripture and prayer and in worship every morning is a life changer and a game changer. It clears my head. It gives me perspective. I feel alive and excited and on fire. So yeah, time, time with Jesus every morning. I love it. And I, I love that you said not everybody's going to agree with this, but you're like, but it's important to me. And I think yeah. that's cool when you can be like, this is important to me. Take it, take whatever pieces you need and go make, yeah. make it important to you. Like figure out how it works for you. I love that. I love Absolutely. That. What is the last book or podcast that you loved? Oh, um, oh goodness. I read <laughs> so much, which I think, you know, this I'm yeah. like, I have like eight books that I'm actively yeah. reading at the moment can I go back? I'm actively rereading for like the 400th time, one of my favorite <laughs> books of all time. And I feel like this might be a cop-out, but it's, I literally sat in bed and read it for 30 minutes before I even got out of bed this morning. Anne of Green Gables, just oh, my heart, this series just makes me so happy. So I feel like that has to be my answer for that book I today. Love that. <laughs> That's a great answer. I love it. <laughs> I feel like I reread a lot of my favorites. Just yes. 
They're so good. I've read that series since I was like six and it's just the feels that come from it. I love it. Yeah. I totally understand that. (laughs) If someone asked advice on their next investment in their business, what would you tell them to do? Or what would you tell them to buy or purchase? Oh, Oh goodness. That's a really good question. I always leave this a little vague because I just want to see what people say. (laughs) Cause sometimes people are like, go get this platform or this tool. Sometimes people are like, go find this mentor or whatever. So I'm always just curious to see what people would say. Well, what first popped into my head was investing in people. So it's interesting that you said mentor. Cause I was thinking team. My first thought was, I feel like for a lot of entrepreneurs, your team is one of your biggest investments and they can make or break your business. They can, you know, four X, 10 X your income with their skill set. Cause we're as entrepreneurs, we are not superheroes. We can't do everything. We're not perfectly, (laughs) you know, flawless and skilled at every single area of our businesses. So your people, I think is investing in them. I, I know it's scary. I know, you know, paying X amount, you know, when I first hired my first VA, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so much money. And then (laughs) I, you know, I began to like my investments in my team got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm at a place where I'm like, Oh, that's a big number. That's a lot of zeros (laughs) next to that one, you know, and it makes or breaks your business. So I would say, and the same thing I said for friendships, I would say apply to your team, like make Mm -hmm. sure those people, their character is there. You can train skills depending on the position, but you can never train character. So look for Mm -hmm. character and look for people who understand your mission, your company mission, the company culture that you're trying to create, who take initiative, who are hardworking, and they can explode your businesses in ways that you never thought possible. I love that so much. And I love that that tied back into our conversation. I know I didn't even mean that too, but (laughs) no, I love it. I love how it just happened so naturally. That's amazing. I love it. That's definitely great advice. I, I love it. Who is, we're big on um, promoting other women and yeah. empowering other women on the show. So who is one woman that you want to give a shout out to? Oh, well, I have to do my business bestie. I knew <laughs> we you talked would. about her. <laughs> I knew you uh, would. Of course. I mean, we're literally tied as thieves. Um, <laughs> thick as thieves, I think is the correct term. Anyways, Lindsay Roman is my business bestie, business partner. Um, we run the Heart University together. We have a podcast together. Um, but go check out Lindsay. She's a hoot and a half, hilarious, very true to herself and a very powerhouse woman. So she's amazing. (laughs) She is. She's so much fun to follow. Like she is, you know, her reels pop up on Instagram and you're just like, yes, yes, they're good. (laughs) She'll, she'll give you some laughs and some cries. I don't know how she does both, but (laughs) yeah, she's very good at that. (laughs) Yes. I love her. All right. Last rapid fire question. This one's a toughie. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Hmm. You would think that I would know the answer to this. Cause I ask people <laughs> this on my own podcast pretty frequently, but I think the, the first thing that pops into my mind is taking risks. I think somebody once said something to me about, don't be afraid to take risks. Failure is a part of the process. It is not the end of the process. Mm. Um, and I think for everyone, whether that's reaching out in friendships or, you know, starting a new company or hiring a new employee, it's very easy to get, you know, caught up in the, Oh, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if she doesn't reply to my DM? What if she says no to the FaceTime? What if, 
you know, this employee doesn't actually work out and I wasted X amount of time or dollars. The end of the day, you know, we're never going to hit a hundred every single time. Like nothing is ever going to be perfect 24, seven, 365. Like it's just not going to happen. If you're not taking risks and you're not failing, then you're not actually living and you're not actually like being willing to progress and to move forward. So somebody once told me that when I was starting my business and I was scared to make an investment, they were like, failure is not the end. It is a part of the middle. So Mm. yeah. I love that. That's what popped in my head. I don't know that I would say this the best I've ever received, but that's what I felt today. (laughs) It's good though. I love it. I love it. Well, tell everybody where they can go find you online. What are you working on right now that they can go support all the things? Absolutely. All right. I'm going to give you a list. (laughs) So (laughs) if you want to come and follow me and you know, I talk a lot about being a multi-passionate entrepreneur and work-life balance, time management. I do one-on-one business coaching, all of that stuff. Um, my destination photography, everything is at Evie Rep on Instagram or evelyngrace.com online. And then if you want to follow Lindsay and I and come along to our podcast, we have two episodes a week over there. We talk business, life, entrepreneurship, all of it. Um, we have conferences and courses and digital resources and all of the things that's at the heart university on Instagram or the heartuniversity.com. And then my swimsuit company and brand is at Evie swim on Instagram and evieswim.com. over there. We have an amazing community of women as well, looking to get out, live life to its fullest and feel confident, held and sexy as heck in their swimsuits. So there's a list for you. I love it. I love it. And we will link all of that in the show notes so that you guys can go listen to it and check them out. Check out all the Instagrams, go give her all the follows. Um, cause you'll absolutely want to do that. I know I love yeah. following you. So, You're and so I love sweet. following the heart. So, um, definitely, definitely, definitely. If you're listening, go check out the show notes, hit her up, go ask her all the questions, go be weird yes. and be like, Hey, let's be besties. Yes. I was going to say slide in my DMS. I love connecting. I love talking to people. So if you're listening to this and, and you haven't DM me before, or even if you have send me a DM and be like, I was listening on Haley's podcast and yes. all the things, send me a message. I would love that. I love it. Well, Evie, thank you so much again, just for your transparency and just being so willing to share and just for your heart, for people and that positivity that you bring. Like I said, I love your energy. I love the positive spin that you put on things. And I just appreciate you so much for just giving us your time today. So thank you. Of course. Haley, you're amazing. It was so fun to be here in such a good conversation. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.